1: I have questions. I don't understand the choreographed dance of quitting social media. And the biggest question of all, why are they back? Did people online suddenly become nicer?
2: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton.
0: And I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI, In case you missed it. Slate's
2: podcast about internet culture. Rachel, long week, what's new? Uh, oh, Madison. Unfortunately, I have, in my post-vaccination life, decided to uh, get back on the dating apps. Oh, I know. Ex- That's oh? also the sound I made. No, oh. it's. Oh, it's, what?
0: Tell, tell me the tone I should strike mm, here.
2: I would say, oh, mostly because. So I fully deleted everything once, like New York City shut down, because I was like, if I'm not seeing my friends, I'm definitely not seeing strangers. It's good logic so it's been about a year since i've been on a dating app and let me tell you it is a wild wild west out there not least because everyone's profession is now a day trader <laughs> like people like, like robin hood <laughs> like crypto yes yes like in their little bios telling you what their occupation is they're like i trade cryptocurrency or i'm an investor And at first I was like, oh, maybe there are just a lot of finance bros in the area. But I I made my radius quite small, so I'm only in Brooklyn. And I was like, wait, no. All the finance bros are in Manhattan. These are people who are just in their free time trading stocks and think that counts as an occupation. Would you be willing to maybe engage with or go on a date? No. Mm. No. Come on. The content. Madison, Madison, listen, this podcast can infiltrate literally every other part of my life. I will not be going on dates or engaging with men that I am not actually want to see in the future. I'm so sorry. Wow. Well, because you
0: so rudely refuse to engage with a uh, crypto trader in the name of content, that's not what we're going to talk about today. So instead, you, Rachel are forcing us to discuss Twitter celebrity and just regular offline celebrity, Chrissy Teigen, one of social media's biggest stars who's been embroiled in, honestly, like, more internet
2: spats than there are euphemistic ways to say internet spats. I resent the implication that this is fully my fault, especially since, of late, her Twitter presence has kind of revolved around her announcing that she was done with Twitter, only to reverse course and return weeks later, which is a story in and of itself. But this week's drama actually started a decade ago with some long-deleted hateful tweets and alleged DMs about Courtney Stodden, a person best known for being a teenage tabloid bride in the mid-aughts.
0: Stodden actually opened up about this experience in a recent interview with the Daily Beast, claiming Tegan DM'd them back in the day, saying that she couldn't wait for Stodden, who was literally a teenager, to die. It raises questions not just about Tegan's past Twitter behavior, which we're going to get into, but also the very nature of internet celebrity and who gets to attain it, and honestly, just how Chrissy Teigen has gotten through so
2: many controversies and still come away unscathed. It is a long, winding, annoying saga. Um, we're going to be getting into everything from QAnon to the Academy Awards to... Anderson Cooper um there are a lot of characters in this story I do want to give a trigger warning we're going to be talking about suicide in this episode so feel free to shut off right now
0: to start um I need everybody to go back in time with me to 2011 I'm now like trying to rack my brain like what what was like the most popular song of 2011 I don't know like LMFAO or some shit yeah like party rock (laughs) anthem yeah edge of glory lady gaga (laughs) I'm on the edge am wow. going. <laughs> wow. Okay, welcome to 2011. Uh, in 2011, Courtney Stodden, uh, who was 16 years old at the time and a, I don't know, pretty average teenager slash YouTuber, wannabe famous person, who among us, uh <laughs> made headlines because they got married as a teen to Doug Hutchison, who is a 50-year-old acting coach, probably best known for his role as, like, the creepy, awful prison guard in the Green Mile.
3: mom. Well, I knew I'd get him sooner or later. It's just a matter of time, really.
0: <laughs> so Courtney Stodden, who has since come out as non-binary, told ABC that they met Doug Hutchison online and that they were able to get married because... Courtney's mother knew about the whole thing. Courtney's mother signed off on their marriage, which was how it was legal for the two of them to get married, even though Courtney Stodden was only 16 years old.
2: And because the internet is just a great and wonderful and supportive place, people immediately were like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? This wedding should immediately be dissolved. No, that's not what happened. They immediately made Courtney Stodden a target for bullying and slut-shaming and scrutiny from, you know, your average American gossip rag readers to also incredibly famous American gossip rag readers, including none other than one Anderson Cooper, who on his CNN segment, Ridiculous, took minutes, hours out of his day not to lambast Doug Hutchinson for being a fucking creep but to make fun of courtney stodden who again was 16 at the time
1: he's 51 years old and a few weeks ago in las vegas he married a 16 year old girl vegas romantic who is this young lady who found true love with a character actor in his early 50s Luckily, like a lot of 16-year-olds, she has a YouTube channel where she posts videos. Probably talks about her homework and getting her driver's license and Justin Bieber and stuff. Let's take a look.
3: Everything about me is real. My hair is real. My teeth are real. My eyelashes are real.
1: You know what else is real? Their love is real.
3: It's so,
0: so, so, so gross. And also, like, it wasn't just Anderson Cooper. That's the most horrifying thing, right? Like, this was just the way people talked about. Courtney Stodden's relationship in 2011.
2: They were a teenager. They were a child. Right. Like hyper-sexualized.
0: Yeah. Courtney Stodden, if you haven't seen a picture of them at 16, is they're very buxom, bleach blonde hair, like conventional body type. Blonde bombshell-esque is probably the most accurate way to describe them. Uh, Stodden and Hutchison gave an interview with ABC about their marriage in which they talk about how basically it was Courtney's job to make it look like Doug was not a predator. And again, we are talking about a child who is, you know, subject to all of this vitriol from the press and from strangers and, you know, getting getting hate mail. There's there's a moment in this clip where Courtney is reading the sorts of things that they would get online and just people st- telling them to kill themselves,
3: and the
1: newlyweds could spend hours every day reading their own hate mail. This girl is too young, and to me, this is abuse.
3: You are a whore. Go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Among this group of people who were harassing, again, we're gonna say this so many times, a literal child for being abused and groomed. Chrissy sent so many terrible tweets to Courtney and allegedly also DM them. But of the tweets that are public, they include things like my Friday fantasy, you, dirt nap, mm, baby, or go to sleep forever. Or what drug makes you do that with your mouth? Asking for a friend who really wants to know how to look like an idiot. Thanks. These tweets have since been deleted, but it's not hard to find screenshots of
0: them online. And they're awful. I just like I know the way that we use Twitter has certainly evolved and that like a decade ago, I think people were less acutely aware of the fact that Twitter is not private. But even still, my God, have you ever sat down and felt the need to tweet or message a teenager that they should die?
2: No. And if you have, seek help. So Tegan in the
0: 2011 era was just becoming sort of the mega famous model slash mogul slash momfluencer, mompreneur, television. There's a lot of slashes. This was all just beginning. She had been Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Rookie of the Year in 2010. She had briefly been like one of the case holding models on Deal or No Deal. She got married to John Legend in 2013. It's just all this is to say that She hadn't quite become this like mega famous Twitter person yet, but this was certainly someone who was more famous than maybe not more famous, less infamous and more famous than Courtney Stodden.
2: Oh, 100 percent. And again, a full grown adult. Tegan now is, of course, a Twitter.
0: Let's call her a power player. You know, 13.6 million followers during the Barack
2: Obama days. The at POTUS account followed her. She's a big deal on Twitter. So as Tegan Star continues to rise, she seems to learn literally nothing in terms of how to interact with people on the internet, specifically, and perhaps most worryingly, children. She came after not only Courtney Stodden, but Covenjane Wallace, who played Hush Puppy in Beast of a Southern Wild and also Annie in the Annie remake. And so in 2013, Covenjanae, who was then nine years old, spent so much time that year getting people to properly pronounce her name. She spent time on the red carpet talking about how to pronounce her name. And apparently that was just too much for Chrissy to handle. Because Chrissy tweets during the Oscars red carpet, Is it okay to call a small child cocky? Before then adding, I am forced to like Covenjanae Wallace because she's a child, right? Okay, fine. That tweet also has been deleted. Yes. The things that Chrissy's detractors think about her or know about her that have been known since 2011, 2013 seem to have largely left her unscathed. Right. I feel like anytime Chrissy Teigen tweets anything, like if you go to her
0: mentions, you'll find people being like this you with screenshots of the sorts of tweets Mm -hmm. we're talking about.
2: Yeah, because she had this whole pivot I think actually, probably around the time she had her first child, where her kind of public persona softened in a way. She has deleted some 60,000 tweets by her own admission. So there's
0: there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that has been uh, scrubbed from the Tegan internet record, which I gotta say, I do respect that. I think tweet deleting is a, a pretty good idea for most of us. Delete your tweets. The thing about Chrissy Tegan is. She's also been embroiled in some internet experiences where she was genuinely a target. So in 2018, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and their daughter were some of the earliest victims online of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Chrissy Teigen posted a picture of her daughter dressed in a hot dog costume, and there was a pizza emoji involved, and that somehow like became this like tinfoil hat, follow the white rabbit. Definitive proof that Chrissy Teigen was implicated in some completely fictitious, let's be very clear, child sex abuse ring. Very normal stuff.
2: Super normal stuff. QAnon. Yes. Before QAnon became the kind of um, global power that we now know it as, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is now a member of Congress, they focused a lot on celebrities like Chrissy Teigen, who were kind of avowedly left-leaning. As
0: she's being attacked, you know, more and more Unsurprisingly, guess who
2: appears tweeting about Chrissy Teigen? Oh, I can only hazard a guess that it is none other than our former tweeter in chief. Donald J. Trump, that is true. Uh, in 2019,
0: who referred to Chrissy Teigen as uh, John Legend's quote, filthy
2: mouthed wife. Oh my God. Wait, mm-hmm. I actually fool? Full- <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that mm-hmm. is the thing. Like, Chrissy Teigen has been the target of so many people that objectively are terrible. This, of course, only worked to Chrissy Teigen's favor because
0: she, Rachel, clench your jaw and brace your shoulders. She clapped back. Uh, Oh, (laughs) no. She tweeted, lol, what a pussy-ass bitch. Tagged everyone but me. An honor, Mr. President.
2: It's a great tweet. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, this is the thing. Chrissy Teigen kind of becomes a symbol for the resistance and also is this kind of momfluencer and also is quote-unquote Relatable, Like, this is, this all becomes kind of part of her general brand. Uh, And all the while,
0: the the QAnon conspiracy theory only grows stronger and stronger
2: nationally and on Twitter, which I think might be a good time to uh, take a breath, take a beat. Yeah, always need a bit of a break after talking about QAnon. But when we come back, we are going to get into Tegan's more recent controversies and whether she'll be able to kind of emerge unscathed this time around. We're also
0: going to hear from uh, an ICYMI listener who sent us a really great note about the cycle of celebrities uh, quitting social media inspired by one Chrissy Teigen.
2: And we're back. We got a note from a listener. Thank you, Tim from Texas. Um, And he asked us about none other than Chrissy Teigen, specifically her recent little quit and return
1: to Twitter. Good morning. I'm an old from Texas and not on social media. I truly enjoy your podcast and feel like I've learned quite a bit from you ladies. And I appreciate the opportunity to learn. I don't understand the choreographed dance of quitting social media. Near as I can tell from the celebrity news that does filter into my adult brain, it seems to involve four steps. Number one, the rant. Step two, the ceremonial leave-taking of Twitter, Facebook. Step number three, interregnum of variable duration. And step number four, I'm back on social media, baby. I have questions. Is this screed necessary? Can't one just delete accounts and erase media? If a tree falls in the forest, does it still count? It's 2021, and even I know that social media can be toxic. When is that no longer news to anyone? Why does that count as a novel observation? And the biggest question of all, why are they back? Did people online suddenly become nicer, mystified, Tim.
2: I love Tim. I love his accent. I love this question. I love his mystification, which, to be quite honest, I kind of share. So
0: Tim perfectly sets out these steps, uh, which Chrissy Teigen's Twitter departure and return follows, like, incredibly, (laughs) incredibly to the letter. Uh, But before Chrissy Teigen left, there was one final pandemic Twitter dust up uh (laughs) that put her name in headlines again this one involving the creator of the soup the cookies oh god ms shallot pasta herself (laughs) allison roman
2: indeed this was maybe i think um pandemic season one drama on twitter Honestly, when it happened, I kind of left it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely honest. Like so much of like Chrissy Teigen's internet does stuff. I'm just like, oh God, these are either like really upsetting or just bad. This one, I was like, ooh, the girls are fighting. So
0: Alison <laughs> Roman it's... is a recipe creator and, and writer and cook who started her career at Bon Appetit and has now become a a household cookbook writer name. I think it's fair to say, you know, New York Times bestseller,
2: had a column in The Times. Until this interview in May 2020 with a new consumer, where in which she decided to take aim at both Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo. And she said Teigen's target line and her Instagram account horrifies her because she's selling out, basically. Keep in mind, Alison Roman has a line of artisanal spoons. I'm not joking. That sounds like a joke. I swear to God, I'm not joking. (laughs) Uh, We love artisanal spoons on ICYMI. And what's wild about literally every single Twitter spat that Chrissy Teigen has ever been in is that Chrissy comes out on top in this scenario. Alison Roman apologizes. But by the time she does, the New York Times has indefinitely suspended her column. It's still not back. It has been A year at this point. Oh, God, it's been a year at this point. (laughs) And the column is suspended against Tegan's public wishes. Tegan fully says, like, I didn't want that to happen. But it really kind of demonstrates the sheer power of Chrissy Tegan's tears. Like, (laughs) so in March of this year, Chrissy Tegan announces out of the
0: blue that she's leaving Twitter for good. She has had enough Quote, for two years, I have taken so many small two follower count punches that at this point, I am honestly deeply bruised. She says that she's made mistakes in front of hundreds of thousands of people and has been held accountable for them. But she hasn't been able to block out the negativity and that she is leaving Twitter. You you can hold it in both hands, right? In, In one hand, it's like I am sure Chrissy Teigen has experienced just violent graphic threats of all nature. On the other hand... The accountability she's talking about her for things she said and meant and kept saying. But it doesn't really seem like she's truly been held accountable for those things, right?
2: Yeah, there's this kind of interesting turn that a lot of Tegan's fans and ambivalent observers kind of pull. Where if you call Tegan out for the things that she's done, there's this kind of bad faith turn where it's like, you're aligning yourself with people like Candace Owens and QAnon bots by attacking Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that line of argument is both and. We can hold two things in our hands. There is nuance. We can walk and chew gum. Just because (laughs) Chrissy Teigen has been attacked by Donald Trump and Candace Owens does not excuse the fact that she has done things for which she should be criticized. When she talks about accountability,
0: accountability might have looked like, you know, celebrities and brands and networks choosing not to work with a woman who had publicly told a 16-year-old to take their own life or
2: bullied a nine-year-old black actress. Like, what, what is the accountability? Accountability is somebody tweeting her old tweets back at her.
0: Unsurprisingly, fast forward. A few weeks later, Chrissy Teigen rejoins Twitter She came back and said that it turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself
2: and uh, that she's going to take the good with the bad. Just say you want to shitpost like the rest of us. That's (laughs) fine. But you are not brave for coming back to Twitter. In fact, it is a little broken brained to be like, oh, yes, I will deal with the bad faith QAnon harassment because I wish to shitpost on the Internet. Like, ma'am, make better decisions. I know it's a cheap joke, but honestly, that is the most
0: stars that are just like us moment I could describe. <laughs> so why, you might be asking, are we talking about Chrissy Teigen and Courtney Stodden again in the year 2021? Because Chrissy Teigen has not tweeted about Courtney Stodden in—well, I
2: haven't checked, but— You wouldn't be able to check because she probably deleted all those tweets. <laughs> but it's been at least a decade, I would feel it's, comfortable it's saying. It's been a
0: decade since this was a relevant thing. But this week in a Daily Beast interview, Stodden— brought Tegan's alleged bullying back into the news. So Courtney Stodden is now 26 years old, which just boggles.
2: Yeah, realizing how young Courtney Stodden is right now only kind of reifies how young they were. And so Stodden in this Daily Beast piece says that in addition to the heinous public tweets that Tegan sent them, Tegan also sent direct messages saying things like, I can't wait for you to die. I know we've said this, I think, at least seven times. Stan was 16 years old, was being clearly groomed. And so at the same time that they are being manipulated, they are also receiving death threats from people like Tegan, who finally, 10 years later, decides to apologize on Twitter, of course. And Tegan says that she's tried unsuccessfully to reach out to Staden personally and wants to put an apology out in public, since the comments that she made were public. Tegan writes, "'I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I have worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved, and the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable, truly. They're not my only mistakes, and surely won't be my last. As hard as I try, but God, I will try.'" How hard do you try to be beloved, Rachel? <laughs> you know, it's not about letting her fans down. It's about the fact that you harassed and attacked a 16 year old for what reason? Courtney Stodden accepted the apology, the public one, but says that's not true. Tegan still Drama. has Courtney blocked on Twitter. And Stodden says that Tegan has not made any attempts to reach out personally. Stodden writes, All of me wants to believe this is a sincere apology, but it feels like a public attempt to save her partnerships with Target and other brands who are realizing her, quote, wokeness is a broken record. Now that's a statement. That's a statement. I do wonder if this apology will be enough to save her partnerships with brands like Target. I mean, you want the, like, grim answer? Yeah.
0: Absolutely it will be. Because... (laughs) <laughs> the way the world
2: treated Courtney Stodden 10 years ago was horrible. Have we moved that far past that in 10 years? I like to believe that in a, a situation like Courtney Stodden would not happen. Not that it wouldn't happen again, but that people would not react the same. Do I think that's enough for brands to actually like live up to the you know black squares that they post on Instagram whenever some shit goes down? No, I don't. So, you know, Chrissy Teigen, we'll probably be talking about you in six months. But for today, we're done. That's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe, it's free. And if you're willing to, could you please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts? And you know, if you're in a group chat, or a Discord, or a Facebook group where people ask for podcast recommendations, you know, consider giving us a a little shout out. In the meantime, though, if you just wanna know why Chugi is being sold as an NFT, or you want to talk about why everyone on TikTok is getting ripped tonight?
0: <laughs> or actually, this one's niche, but um, I would really like to talk to anybody who is being
2: served these TikToks of a woman just doing, like, standing crunches. If you know, oh, you know. yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've seen that and you have questions about it, drop us a note at at slate.com, like Tim from Texas, or find us on Twitter at the hashtag pod.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader Our supervising producer is Derek John Forrest Wickman is Slate's culture editor And Gabe Roth is editorial director of audio See you online Or not Fast forward I don't really know what the fast forwarding noise sounds like (laughs) Can we we dub that in? Because
2: that certainly wasn't it Uh, (laughs) No, we're keeping that
1: (laughs) Step into the world of power Loyalty